The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the audio version of the two-page article I wrote and published on my Substack at rabbischneeweiss.substack.com on December 8th, 2023. And the article is entitled, Vayeshev, The Consequences of Tattling and Misguided Rebuke. Preface. This is an article I originally wrote in November 2013 for my high school students at Shalhevet in my short-lived underground Dvar Torah newsletter. The reason I feel compelled to mention this fact at the outset is to provide some context for how I chose to present these ideas. My goal in this newsletter of Dvar Torah was to find something in the Parsha that would have practical relevance specifically to teenagers and enable them to relate to the contents of the Parsha. If I rewrote this from scratch today, I would probably present the ideas in a different manner. In the interest of time, I decided to publish a lightly edited version of the original. Enjoy. Vayeshev, the consequences of tattling and misguided rebuke. Some parents want to know everything that goes on in the lives of their children. The children of such parents might therefore feel obligated to tell on their siblings. Sometimes they carry out this obligation with glee, relishing the opportunity to get their brothers or sisters in trouble while earning parental approval points. Other times, they fulfill their duty with guilt and conflict. Either way, the expectation and pressure are present. The question is, should such children always comply with their parents' demand for full knowledge of everything that goes on in the household? When they see or hear about their siblings doing something of which their parents would disapprove, should they run and tell their parents what they saw or heard? According to the Rabbag on this week's Parsha, the answer is no, not always. Parsha's Vayeshev begins with a depiction of the relationship between Yosef and his brothers. Quote, from Breshis 37.2, Yosef, at the age of 17 years, was a shepherd with his brothers by the flock, but he was a youth with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. Yosef would bring bad reports about them to their father. Rashi, uh, 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 sorry, yeah, end quote from the Pasuk. Rashi, uh, on that Pasuk, expands upon the content of Yosef's bad reports. Quote, and Yosef brought uh, bad reports about them. Any evil he saw in his brothers the sons of Leah, he would tell his father they ate, that they ate the limbs from living animals in violation of Avram and Hachai, the prohibition against eating a limb from a living animal, that they demeaned the sons of the handmaids by calling them slaves, that they were suspected of arayos, illicit sexual relationships. End quote from Rashi. One might think that Yosef was right in bringing these reports to his father. After all, Yosef and his siblings were destined to become the Shivtei Yisrael, the tribes of Israel. Any transgressions or imperfections possessed by his brothers might be passed on to their descendants which would pose a threat to the legacy of the Avos, the forefathers. Wasn't Yosef correct in reporting the bad behavior of his siblings to Yaakov so that the latter could rebuke his sons and facilitate their teshuva, their repentance? Rabag concludes each section of his Chumash commentary by summarizing the philosophical, ethical, and halakhic lessons that we can derive from the text. Rabag here in uh, Toelis number 2, on Breshis 37, 2 through 4, explains why he thinks that Yosef was misguided in his decision to tell on his brothers. Quote, This is a lesson in Midos, character traits, namely, that it is not proper for a person to tell his father all of the improper things he hears about the members of his household, for this will generate strife and conflict and will cause himself harm. We see that since Yosef brought a bad report about his brothers to his father, his brothers hated him to the extent that they would have killed him were it not for the help of Hashem, exalted as he. End quote from the Rabag. According to Rabag, Yosef was short-sighted. He failed to recognize the consequences of telling on his brothers. Had he thought of the ramifications, he would have realized that his tattling would fuel his brother's animosity and would have posed a serious threat to his well-being. Ultimately, this lack of foresight 
came back to bite Yosef in a major way and nearly cost him his life. We learn an important lesson about rebuke from the Rabbag's comments here. It is true that the Torah expects us to rebuke our fellow Jews. Indeed, we are commanded to do so. As it is stated in Vayikra 19.17, you shall surely rebuke a member of your people. Nevertheless, we must factor in the risks and costs of delivering such rebuke. If our rebuke is likely to generate strife, animosity, and hatred, then perhaps it is better to remain silent or to find some other course of helpful action. We must be especially careful not to get carried away with righteous zeal. An interesting application of this lesson can be seen at the Chet HaEgel, the sin of the golden calf. Bnei Israel panicked when Moshe didn't come down from the mountain when expected. This incited the Erev Rav, the mixed multitude, to build the Egel Hazahav, the golden calf. Aaron seemingly went along with their plan. He took charge of the process of building the Egel. He built the altar and scheduled a festival for Hashem the next day. Rashi, commenting on the phrase, Aaron saw and built an altar, etc., explains, quote, Aaron saw many things. He saw that Hur, the son of his sister Miriam, rebuked the Jews and was killed. End quote from Rashi. Rabag, there on Toelis number 11, explains Aaron's reasoning. Quote, when a person sees that people intend to do evil, and he knows that if he rebuked them, that they wouldn't accept it from him, in such a case, it is proper for him to make it appear that he agrees with them. Then he'll be able to strategize to prevent this evil in as many other ways as possible, for they will trust in him and think that he agrees with them. For this reason, we find that Aaron, once he knew that the Jews wouldn't listen to him if he rebuked them for making the gods that they asked him to make, made himself appear as if he agreed with them. He then strategized in every way possible to prevent them from doing this action, uh, namely Avodazara, idolatry. End quote from the Rabag. Rabag goes on to clarify that in the, the particular case of the eagle, which involved a sin of Avodazara, Hur was correct in endangering his life to stop his fellow Jews from sinning. Rabag explains that Hashem was angry at Aaron, who, quote, should have rebuked them, letting whatever happens happen, end quote. Nevertheless, if the sin had been anything less severe than Avodazara, Hur would have been wrong to put himself in harm's way to rebuke his brethren, just as Yosef was acting foolishly by bringing the evil reports of his brothers to his father. The moral of the story is that when we attempt to help someone return to the path of Torah, we shouldn't throw caution to the wind and needlessly endanger ourselves, like Yosef did when he tattled on his brothers. Rather, we should conduct ourselves with wisdom, looking for the most strategic ways to guide others while preserving a harmonious relationship so that we can continue to be a positive influence on them in the long run. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.